Ezekiel Day again. Wow, we need all the music we can yes, get. Yes, we do. All right, so we are going to continue in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 16. The heading here, Jerusalem, an unfaithful wife. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable sins. Give her this message from the sovereign Lord. You are nothing but a Canaanite. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite Ooh. on the day... Tough words there. Don't call my mother. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah. On the day you were born, no one cared about you. Your umbilical cord was cut, and you were never washed, rubbed with salt, and wrapped in cloth. No one had the slightest interest in you. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day you were born, you were unwanted, dumped in a field, and left to die. But I came by and saw you there, helplessly kicking about in your own blood. As you lay there, I said, live, and I helped you thrive like a plant in the field. You grew up and became a beautiful jewel. Your breasts became full. Your body hair grew, but you were still naked. And when I passed by again, I saw that you were old enough for love. So I wrapped my cloak around you to cover your nakedness, and I declared my marriage vows. I made a covenant with you, says the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. Then I bathed you and washed off your blood, and I rubbed fragrant oils into your skin. I gave you expensive clothing of fine linen and silk, beautifully embroidered, and sandals made of fine goatskin leather. I gave you lovely jewelry, bracelets, beautiful necklaces, a ring for your nose, earrings for your ears, and a lovely crown for your head. And so you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were made of fine linen and costly fabric and were beautifully embroidered. You ate the finest foods, choice flour, honey, and olive oil. You became more beautiful than ever. You looked like a queen, and so you were. Your fame soon spread throughout the world because of your beauty. I dressed you in my splendor and perfected your beauty, says the Sovereign Lord. But you thought your fame and beauty were your own. Hmm. So you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty was theirs for the asking. You used the lovely things I gave you to make shrines for idols where you play the prostitute. Unbelievable. How could such a thing ever happen? You took the very jewels and gold and silver ornaments I've given to you and made statues of men and worshipped them. This is adultery against me. You used the beautiful embroidered clothes I gave you to dress your idols. Then you used my special oil and my incense to worship them. Imagine it. You set before them as a sacrifice the choice flour, olive oil, and honey I had given you, says the Sovereign Lord. Then you took your sons and daughters, the children you had borne to me, and sacrificed them to your gods. Was your prostitution not enough? Must you also slaughter my children by sacrificing them to idols? In all your years of adultery and detestable sin, you have not once remembered the days long ago when you lay naked in a field, kicking about in your own blood. What sorrow awaits you, says the Sovereign Lord. In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a pagan shrine and put altars to idols in every town square. On every street corner, you defiled your beauty, offering your body to every passerby in an endless stream of prostitution. Then you added lustful Egypt to your lovers, provoking my anger with your increasing promiscuity. That is why I struck you with my fist and reduced your boundaries. 
I handed you over to your enemies, the Philistines, and even they were shocked by your lewd conduct. You prostituted yourself with the Assyrians, too, and it seems that you can never find enough new lovers. And after your prostitution there, you still were not satisfied. You added to your lovers by embracing Babylonia, the land of merchants, but you still weren't satisfied. What a sick heart you have, says the Sovereign Lord, to do such things as these, acting like a shameless prostitute. You build your pagan shrines on every street corner and your altars to idols in every square. In fact, you have been worse than a prostitute, so eager for sin that you have not even demanded payment. Yes, you are an adulterous wife who takes in strangers instead of her own husband. Prostitutes charge for their services, but not you. You give gifts to your lovers, bribing them to come and have sex with you. So you're the opposite of other prostitutes. You pay your lovers instead of their paying you. Judgment on Jerusalem's prostitution. Therefore, you prostitute, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you poured out your lust and exposed yourself in prostitution to all your lovers, and because you've worshipped detestable idols, and because you slaughtered your children as sacrifices to your gods, this is what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to gather together all your allies, the lovers with whom you have sinned, both those you loved and those you hated, and I'll strip you naked in front of them so they can stare at you. I will punish you for your murder and adultery, and I'll cover you with blood with my jealous fury. Then I'll give you to these many nations who are your lovers, and they will destroy you. They will knock down your pagan shrines and the altars to your idols. They'll strip you and take your beautiful jewels, leaving you stark and naked. They'll band together in a mob to stone you and cut you up with swords. They'll burn your homes and punish you in front of many women. I will stop your prostitution and end your payments to your many lovers. Then at last, my fury against you will be spent and my jealous anger will subside. I will be calm and will not be angry with you anymore. But first, you have to... But first, because you have not remembered your youth, but have angered me by doing all these evil things, I will fully repay you for all your sins, says the Sovereign Lord. For you have added lewd acts to all your detestable sins. Everyone who makes up Proverbs will say of you, like mother, like daughter, for your mother loathed your hus- her husband and her children, and so do you. And you are exactly like your sisters, for they despise their husbands and their children. Truly, your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived with her daughters in the north. Your younger sister was Sodom, who lived with her daughters in the south. But you have not merely sinned as they did. You quickly surpassed them in corruption. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, Sodom and her daughters were never as wicked as you and your daughters. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. She was proud and committed and committed detestable sins, so I wiped her out, as you have seen. Even Samaria did not commit half your sins. You have done far more detestable things than your sisters ever did. They seemed righteous. They seem righteous compared to you. Shame on you. Your sins are so terrible that you make your sisters seem righteous, even virtuous. But someday I'll restore the fortunes of Sodom and Samaria, and I will restore you too. Then you'll truly be ashamed of everything you've done, for your sins make them feel good in comparison. Yes, your sisters, Sodom and Samaria... And all their people will be restored. And at that time, you also will be restored. In your proud days, you held Sodom in contempt. But now, your greater wickedness has been exposed to all the world, and you are the one who is scorned by Edom and all her neighbors and by Philistia. This is your punishment for all your lewdness and detestable sins, says the Lord. 
Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will give you what you deserve, for you have taken your solemn vows lightly by breaking your covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember with shame all the evil you have done. I will make your sisters, Samaria and Sodom, to be your daughters, even though they are not part of our covenant. And I will reaffirm my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. You will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you of all that you have done. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel chapter 17, a story of two eagles. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give this riddle and tell this story to the people of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. A great eagle with broad wings and long feathers, covered with many colored plumage came to Lebanon. He seized the top of a cedar tree and plucked off its highest branch. He carried it away to a city filled with merchants. He planted it in a city of traders. He also took a seedling from the land and planted it in fertile soil. He placed it beside a broad river where it could grow like a willow tree. It took root there and grew into a low spreading vine. Its branches turned up toward the eagle and its roots grew down into the ground. It produced strong branches and put out shoots. But then another great eagle came with broad wings full of plumage so the vine now set sent its roots and branches toward him for water even though it was already planted in good soil and had plenty of water so it could grow into a splendid vine and produce rich leaves and luscious fruit so now the sovereign lord asked will this vine grow and prosper no i will pull it up roots and all i'll cut off its fruit and let its leaves wither and die i'll pull it up easily without a strong arm or a large army but when the vine is transplanted will it thrive no it will wither away when the east wind blows against it it will die in the same good soil where it had grown so well the riddle explained then this message came to me from the lord say to these rebels of israel don't you understand the meaning of this riddle of the eagles the king of babylon came to jerusalem took away her king and princes and brought them to babylon He made a treaty with a member of the royal family and forced him to take an oath of loyalty. He also exiled Israel's most influential leaders so Israel would not become strong again in revolt. Only by keeping her treaty with Babylon could Israel survive. Nevertheless, this man of Israel's royal family rebelled against Babylon, sending ambassadors to Egypt to request a great army and many horses. Can Israel break her sworn treaties like that and get away with it? No! For as surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, the king of Israel will die in Babylon, the land of the king who put him in power and whose treaty was disregarded and broke. Pharaoh and all his mighty army will fail to help Israel when the king of Babylon lays siege to Jerusalem again and destroys many lives. For the king of Israel disregarded his treaty and he broke it after swearing to obey. Therefore... He will not escape. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says. As surely as I live, I will punish him for breaking my covenant and disregarding the solemn oath he made in my name. I will throw my net over him and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and put him on trial for his treason against me. And all his best warriors will be killed in battle, and those who survive will be scattered to the four winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar, and I'll plant it on top of Israel's highest mountain. It will become a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seeds. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter in the shade of its branches. And all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down and makes the short tree grow tall. It is I who makes the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. Okay.
Very good. Okay. This is just the beginning of the savagery. <laughs> yeah, there's some. That's yeah, yeah. Your mother is a Hittite. Yeah, that was that was nasty. How dare you? I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Well, okay. how dare you? Okay, so Chip and Eric, we answer those two questions. You yeah. know the two. You've you guys heard them before, unless you're new. Yeah, unless this is your first day, and if it is your first day. I'm sorry Welcome. that you joined on a day that we what were reading about how your mom's a Hittite. Just come back tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Anyway, two questions. Two questions. So what? So mm-hmm. what does this mean? So what do I do with this? And where's Jesus? Okay. So I'll do the so what. Okay. And you kind of hit on it. You know, mother of a Hittite. So he starts off by just, you know, just laying it out for him. Your mother of a Hittite. Your mother's such a Hittite. <laughs> Canaanite and all those Amorites and oh man, a lot of stuff there. Um, you were never washed, rubbed with salt, right? You know, just like nothing, right? You were nothing, but but I came by and I saw you there. Mm. God says, but so there are some great buts in the Bible, and this is one of them. There's many really good buts in the Bible, and. Uh, but there's also wait hang on sorry yeah. uh, Allison go ahead and quote that one and put it up as a meme yeah yeah. Re- really good butts in the Bible there's some really great butts in the Bible but, Reverend Chipstifer Ezekiel Bungard and there's also some very bad butts in the Bible okay and I'm going to show you one right now Eric oh please don't so the good butt is so we st- Israel starts out you're, you're just nasty you're not good but I came by I saw you helpless kicking there and I, mm-hmm. I came in Right? I made a covenant with you. Like I rescued you and you became mine. So mm-hmm. God saw their bad, but he made it good, mm-hmm. you know, and rescued them and, and wanted a relationship with them. And then he says all this good stuff he does for them. And then verse 15, he says, but, this is the bad but, but you thought your fame and beauty were your own. That's the story of like yeah. us, right? Yeah, totally. That's the story totally. of mankind. Yep. Yeah. Mankind, because of our sin, helpless, hopeless, God is good, rescues us, wants to have a relationship with us, sign the deal by giving us, you know, God the Holy Spirit that that makes that complete and and wants great things for us. Yeah. But we get to the, we get in our own head, we believe our own press, and we thought that our fame is our own, our beauty is our own, and we become prideful. Yeah. And and so then God, we and there's other stuff there you know and he goes on to say you still weren't satisfied you wanted more because that's the thing like he'll you know uh he saves us rescues us and and we have a relationship with him but we become prideful and he even says it you still aren't satisfied like we still want more because nothing can satisfy what only he can do right exactly and so and and he you know so that is the story of our life and so just the absurdity of that is played out day in and day out. If you refuse to follow Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you know, you've trusted him and now he wants to be your Lord and leader and give your life to him. And it's just ridiculous when we don't. When yeah. I don't do it, when Eric doesn't do it, when nobody does it, it's ridiculous because of what he's done. He didn't have to do it. Yeah. So and it, and he and he really gets in their face about it and uh, and so the the takeaway here today is realize if you've accepted Jesus how amazing that was and how hideous it is to turn your back on him and if you haven't accepted Jesus to realize you're nothing 
and he sees you and he want to he wants to make you right. everything and give you life today but also life forever when you give your life to him so that's the takeaway i think it's a beautiful picture we see in front of us yeah love that chip thank you okay so where's jesus uh, actually it's in the last paragraph that i kind of really got hung up so uh, ezekiel 17 this is what the sovereign lord says i will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar and i will plant it on the top of israel's highest mountain it will become a majestic cedar sending forth its branches and producing seed birds of every sort will nest in it finding shelter in the shade of its branches so jesus uses that same terminology when he's talking about the uh kingdom the kingdom of god he says it's like a, a mustard seed that you plant and then it grows into this big bush and birds will come and and make nests and find shade and so i just find this very fascinating this verbiage especially as you're kind of ezekiel has spent all his time revisiting the covenants and he did it in such an interesting way so he talked about israel has broken his covenant and then he says but i'm gonna remember a covenant i made with you when you were young so this covenant that israel's broken is the mosaic covenant the law they've broken the mosaic covenant that god says if you obey me you'll be blessed if you don't this is what's going to happen and that's what's happening yeah but the the covenant that he made with them with them when they were young is the abrahamic covenant and in the abrahamic covenant he says i am going to bless the world through you and that's what jesus is describing in that tree the that it's the kingdom of god and that people will come to it and find provision and shelter in it Mm -hmm. and so ezekiel is bridging that And then when you continue to read it, and all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down, Israel, who has broken the law, being cut down, and makes the short tree, the Gentiles, grow. Mm -hmm. It is I who makes the green tree, this big healthy tree that was Israel, wither, and gives the dead tree, the Canaanites, the Gentiles, all of those people who would hear the gospel of Jesus and be saved, I, I give the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that is such a cool um, foreshadowing of what the ministry of Christ and the Holy Spirit, especially through the book of Acts, is going to do later. Yeah. So that's where I see Jesus in the text. Good stuff. Okay. Pretty neat. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for joining us today. We did it. We're going through this book of Ezekiel, and so we look forward to reading to you tomorrow. Hope you have a great day. Yeah. I want to remind anyone who's whose kids are listening oh you listen first because <laughs> yeah, ezekiel has some stuff that's going to pop up here in the next few days that Absolutely. you may not love your kid hearing so yet right yeah that yeah. Is, yeah 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 I mean, sure right eventually but yeah anyway we are very proud of you guys very proud make sure you share it around yes. Old, uh, new testament is starting a month from tomorrow okay so get people on board with the new testament Sign we're going to read the story of christ and that is a beautiful way to end the year out is just reading the new testament and seeing where we live now so good all right guys talk to you later bye